Blog Talk Radio. Radio Nation, it is Sunday night, and you are tuned into Upon Further Review. I am LeVar. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we were gone for a little bit here, and guess what? We got the band back together. Katie is <laughs> What's going on? Not much, man. How have you been? It feels like a long time. <laughs> I, I, I know. It, it, it does feel like a long time. And, uh, no, we've had a lot of things happen. I think uh, we took a it seems like we took a break. A three week Olympics. hiatus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a hiatus. But uh, a lot of stuff going on this evening, and uh, there are actually still some things in progress. Of course, the Sunday night uh, baseball game, which I think is wrapping up soon, and then uh, Sunday night football. But it's only preseason. Oh, that is a final. It's Yankees four, Boston one. I'll get to all that in a second. But uh, Sunday night football game, of course, which is uh, still ongoing, but. Um, Going to go real quick into the sports update. Of course, we mentioned the Yankees beating Boston 4-1. to You've got to think, though, <laughs> Bobby Valentine is kind of hanging on a thread there in Boston, don't you think? Yeah, he's getting a lot of flack, to say the least. Uh, yeah, and, and some of it isn't his fault. Uh, I, I think because of so much that was hanging over from last year, I think it uh, – there's still some things that they need to resolve, uh, kind of clean house on, and some people they need to clean house on. But uh, I think they got to remember who's the coach and what everybody's job is. I think they're much. just saying a lot of things that don't need to be said. Yeah. You know, there used to be a time when stuff that needed to be said was kept in the clubhouse. And, uh, in the clubhouse. Yeah. I don't know, Bobby V. I think I think he leaves after this year, or he gets fired. And I think yeah, but on his own merit, he's not going to get fired. So he's going to yep. say good luck whoever wants to take that job. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, Baltimore beat Cleveland seven to five. To enough, sorry, not Cleveland. Detroit seven to five. Today. See, it's a couple weeks off. I get rusty. Texas over Toronto eleven to two. It was the Cubs losing a heartbreaker late in a game against Cincinnati today five four. Dodgers blank. The Braves five to nothing. It was Washington over the Mets five two. Arizona beat Houston eight one. Sox losing to KC. They got swept out of that series this weekend. Philly blanking Milwaukee eight nothing. In a nineteen inning affair. Not sure if you saw the highlights from that one. No. <laughs> it was Pittsburgh beating St. Louis six to three. Colorado beat Miami three two. Tampa Bay over the Angels eight to three. It was Oakland seven. Cleveland nothing. San Diego beat San Francisco 7-1. to I'm going to talk about that in a second. And Seattle over Minnesota 5-1. to The Giants just, I, I don't know at this point. And I, I saw a pretty interesting article today on the heels of all of this stuff that has happened with them lately. Uh, and when we mean happened with them lately, uh, of course, they... The well, 
let's just put it this way. Their history and a lot of things that kind of go with uh, steroid use isn't looking too good right about yeah. now. Of course, you heard about Milky Cabrera being suspended. Uh, but they said, you know, you think about it, and the Giants pretty much have been in the eye of baseball steroid scandal more than any other franchise. Yeah. If, you know, in addition to Barry Bonds and the proximity to the Balco lab that was tied to the PED use in baseball, uh, in football and track and field, the Giants started Jose Guillen in right field throughout the 2010 season until he was connected to a shipment of human growth hormone. Then they employed reliever Guillermo Mota when he was hit with his second steroid suspension, and they signed him despite the first ban. And they said that that pattern suggests more tolerance, but the Giants feel more like victims as they worry about this season going down the tubes without them. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, oh, psh. <laughs> well, we're victims. Is it, I don't feel that way. Is it just a bad coincidence, or is it something that Major League Baseball needs to seriously look into out there in San Francisco? Well, there's no way to tell until they do. It's just opinion versus opinion. But it's been a very heavily based giants on the end of this human growth hormone and steroids. Maybe maybe they should take a look. Yeah. You know, it never hurts. Yeah, it's... uh. I, I just think it's interesting that you know, all of this stuff that has happened in the last... I mean, and we're not saying that the Giants are the only team that have people that do this, but when it comes to big-time players or players who you know who are a major focus of that team, it seems to happen there more often than not. Um, but we'll definitely keep an eye on it here and uh, let you guys know <laughs> should we find out yeah. more on all of this. In the lone NFL action that's going on tonight, Indianapolis is beating Pittsburgh 24-23. There's about 4:02 left to play in that. Uh, just look now, and there is a, a little bit of stoppage there as a player down. A uh, lot of action this weekend in the NFL. Monday night, there will be preseason action that will Philadelphia against England. In NASCAR today, Greg Biffle winning the Pure Michigan 400. Brad Keselowski finishing in second. Uh, and women's tennis, uh, Na over Kerber in the uh, Western and Southern Open Championship in Ohio. Uh, that was one six six three six one, and then Roger Federer uh, winning. Straight his... sets. <laughs> yeah, uh, Federer winning in uh, straight sets here, six love seven six over Jokovic, and I think that is his uh, I think fifth title there or something like that. I think yeah. in the, uh, yes, his in the last like eleven years they said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's still dominant. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is still dominant. And um, so, no, it uh, it works. But uh, before I kind of uh, kick over here, there was a golf tournament this weekend. Nothing big. The Wyndham Championship. It was Sergio Garcia. Haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, <laughs> winning that one. Jason Duffner, Tim Clark, Bud Calzy all finished in second there in a three-way tie. And in WNBA action, it was Washington over Chicago in overtime, 75-71. San Antonio and Minnesota also winning today. Now, we talked about the football this weekend. You've had a chance to watch some games. Uh, two games in, I'm going to probably ask you at this point, and I know it's now is not a time to panic if you are a, a fan, but what were your high points and low points from the games this weekend? Who looked good? Who needs help? 
and who are we making quick decisions on right now and need to wait and see about? Who looks good in Jacksonville? Yes. Staggeringly good. <laughs> Scary Coming good. out of preseason with two wins, yeah, they weren't dominant wins, won three-point games. Blaine Gabbert was putting it together. I I was not a believer in Justin Blackman, but he looked really good. Um, since Maurice Jones-Drew is holding out, um, Rashad Jennings got five yards of carry. They they looked pretty good. People who looked like they needed some help were the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> they got a lot of weapons, but they don't have anybody to throw to them. Yeah. I think a quarterback should be in there next before the real season starts, I think that somebody that's going to make a really smart trade is going to be the Seahawks. Oh. They got Matt Flynn, and they gave the ball to Russell Wilson, the rookie. No balls given to Tavares Jackson, and they're going to unload his deal. If he gets hurt in the preseason, nobody wants that. He said he'd even renegotiate if he could be a backup somewhere else. So I think that... uh Preseason was kind of weird for me this year. You know, and, and Katie and I don't really discuss all this beforehand because I'm interested to see what her thoughts are because we don't want to, like, match here. But we actually we are going to match a little bit because I actually, too, was uh, impressed uh, this weekend with the Jags who, you know, with Justin Blackman, who a lot of people, you know, and he was one of the most uh, sought-after uh, receivers in last year's draft, and he uh, – Hooked up, I think, with Wayne Garrett four times for 48 yards in the score. And actually, I read something where at this point, uh, 70 catch uh, 950 yard seasons well within reach. That would be a conservative estimate. Uh, also, looking good, uh, actually, uh, probably with some people in a surprise, but I guess you have to put an asterisk next to it. I guess you would have to say uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, yeah. Looked good against the Ravens, uh, who pretty much terrorized the Baltimore secondary, but I'm not counting Baltimore out by a yard. I think it's just preseason, but uh, he hooked up with Calvin Johnson five times for 111 yards and a touchdown. I'm still kind of questioning how well he can last all season. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he did look good. My concern, and I kind of put it in the neighborhood of a wait-and-see approach, but I guess there's – I don't want to talk about the Jets. No, they suck. But there's so much pressure, I think, on them, and there's such a spotlight. But you can't help but blame their coach because he is the one who uh, bombastically talks about his team. And, you know, they have a brand-new offensive coordinator in Tony Sperato who, you know, was the head coach down in Miami. But they've got no touchdowns in their first two preseason games. None. The two worst quarterbacks on your team. What do people expect? <laughs> and We haven't seen uh, this Wildcat. They're keeping it under wraps. Well, they ought to bring it out because their team wants to score some points. you gotta, you got to do something soon because at this point what's happening is that you bring that out. And it, I don't know. It, and they said, you know, and I, and I hope it's just one of those one-time things, but they said that you already saw frustration on the face of Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow, who I think got sacked like four times the other night. Yeah. Uh, and when you've got frustration from not only your main quarterback and your backup quarterback, that's not good. No. So I, is, I hear Jets fans saying they're going to root for the Redskins this year. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. 
Uh, that is not good. I I don't know. I don't know if it's one. Should we wait and see about the Jets before passing judgment? Regardless, they're not going to win the wild card. So I think it's pretty safe to say they're not going to win more games than they lose. And that this might be the last season that Mark Sanchez is the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. I'll say it. Well, uh, you figured they've given him enough chances to enough make it time. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> So I I don't know. Now I'm going to ask you about a player here, and I'm going to ask you someone who pretty much put up some pretty big numbers the other night, and that is Atlanta's Matt Ryan. Yep. There, there are a lot of people fantasy league-wise who are probably salivating over the fact, but for some odd reason, to me, when you put up numbers like that, I mean, it's nice and all, but sometimes they don't equate Wins. If you're just throwing the ball up there. I know. had Matt Ryan as a quarterback in my fantasy league, and I'm telling you people, you can have him. <laughs> <laughs> Please draft him. Because he's got one game where he throws for a bajillion yards, and then the next game, two interceptions and no scores. They can gamble on Matt Ryan all they want. But the, he's got a lot of weapons. Yeah. But they also have a big running game. I just. Yeah. He's got Julio Jones, Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez, and Harry Douglas. And I mean, alone, if you should be able, I mean, I mean, heck, all you gotta do then is probably add Usain Bolt. And you'll probably be okay. Yeah, you got all the people in the world to run after that ball. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't, uh, don't have a defense. They're not. They're just not. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it says, remember last year, the Falcons tallied the fourth most pass attempts in the NFL, 594. And it says, unless the Falcons' defense is one of the league's worst, it's unlikely that number will swell to well over 600 this season. 600. So, and it's not good when Michael Turner, uh, the person who you're hoping to uh, run your offense, is looking more sluggish than anything else. Yeah. So I do not know yep. at this point. But I will say. Well, the Bears say, look good for people who are excited about that. But are it looks you good. I'm excited to watch Bears football. Okay, but I'm going to ask you in regards to the Bears, do you still – well, I, I'm going to ask you this week, because I think last week it was a little shaky, but I, I saw, well, probably two things, and I'm going to ask you on. One, I don't even have to say anything. on it. I'm going to say offensive line, and then I'm going to say number two, backup quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> 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 At this um, point, the mustache. What I called him today, I think Jay Cutler, if he stays healthy, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about a backup quarterback. I like how today um, that the backup quarterbacks were the first round draft picks for the opposite teams <laughs> the year they got taken in the draft. <laughs> of course. And they're both backup quarterbacks now. I just, I think that Cutler and Marshall look good together. I think that. Um, it was sad because I didn't get to see much Matt Forte. All I saw was Michael Bush. And I thought to myself, hmm, is someone going to do all the work and someone's going to get all the glory? That's what I just kept thinking. If you're Matt Forte, though, are you happy that they're resting you in this off season, or are you? Because remember, he's still coming off of an injury. So, I mean, are you happy? Yeah, yeah, that that's why I'm saying that they shouldn't be pushing him in the preseason anyway, but... If they get used to this offense, do you think they'll substitute? Like, I don't know. 
No, I, I'm thinking if I'm Matt Forte, you know, you want to be the workhorse. You want to be the go-to guy, and you don't want anybody else coming. You know, back in the day, Walter Payton pretty much ran like 98, 99% of the Bears' offensive running plays. And, you know, even then, if you had to go to your fullback, you went to him, or if you had your backup running back, I mean, that's fine. But, you know, the running back I know wants to be the go-to guy. They don't really want to sit out a series unless they necessarily positively have to. When the Bears signed Michael Bush, you knew at that point that if it came down to some of those games, I know they did it part one as an insurance policy because they didn't know how Matt Forte was going to come back from his injury. Uh But when you do that and you have two good stuff, it's kind of like, you know, if you had a video game. If you've got two people who could potentially be starters as your running back, you, of course, want to utilize both of them. and You're not paying them all that money to sit over there on the bench. You're going to be using him in different schemes. You're going to be using him probably on a lot of goal line situations and, you know, what have you. And I think at that point it will actually take away statistically from Matt Forte, especially the stats that he put up the last couple of years. And, yeah, you're you're a little mad. And I can see why he was a little, as some reports said, mad about that sign. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want Matt Forte to run the ball for 100 yards and Michael Bush just scored two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, that would be the complete waste. <laughs> but I don't know. I was going to say, you have plans on picking him up for your fantasy team, don't you? Well, you can't pick both of them, and it doesn't matter if you pick one and the other one gets all the points. It doesn't matter. <laughs> can't go on yards and need some touchdowns. Yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's kind of like with uh, Carolina last year where, you know, a lot of those close plays they let, you know, Cam Newton run it in or, you know, with a quarterback that can run, they let the quarterback run it in. You're like, that's what the running back's there for, let him run it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just take away from Because there's no way I'm drafting Cam Newton, but have fun everybody else that does. <laughs> I, I he may surprise you. I don't know. He may surprise. He may put up I, some good numbers. I that can't be, wait. Good, he could be a good backup quarterback. That's it. Backup quarterback. <laughs> Your quarterback's gonna have to take off a week somewhere in between anyway. One. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if I have to sit on him for sixteen weeks, I will. Well. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're definitely going to be checking on your fantasy league team this year. But uh, we I'm will too. have, yeah, <laughs> we will have an NFL preview coming up in a couple of Sundays from now. Uh, we'll of course preview next week. Uh, the U.S. Open begins as well as the beginning of college football. So Katie and I will have our previews of all that then. And uh, in between them, in case I forget, you can catch Katie on Twitter at Katie Hahn, or you can catch me over on Twitter at NewsCometBTR. So you'll find out all about everything that's going on throughout the week. So, But with that, I am going to institute a game that I started a couple of weeks ago. Katie's new to it, so we're going to see how this actually works out this Sunday night. Uh, called This or That. Uh, five questions, two choices, you got to give one answer. Are you ready, young lady? I don't really think so, but let's do it. I only <laughs> want to talk about one, and I'm pretty sure you know I want to talk about which one. Yeah, I know, and I should like move that question all the way to the end. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shuffle the questions here. Uh, <laughs> question one, and this or that: Which rim pass will end first, and which is more important? 
the NHL Players Union versus the NHL, or the Referees Association versus the NFL? Um, I really hope it's football because it has been nothing but a joke watching these preseason games. Like, I could run out on that field and make calls better than these jokers not choking on a whistle. They don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I really I... hope that the referees can come together for for the NFL before football starts. I am with you, and according to some uh, sources tonight, is that it may hopefully be situated and solved probably a couple of weeks into the regular season, <laughs> which would not be good the first couple of games. Because think well, because about these it. games matter. Like, as yeah. much as people are like, oh, it's just, you know, one play, one call could ruin the whole game. Yeah, and if it comes down to that one game for a team in order of making the playoffs and there's something ruled against them, it's not going to be good. No. <laughs> it will not be good at all. But... Um, Question number two. No, you know what? I'm skipping that one. I'm going to another one. I'm going to the diss of the week. I love this. I like this one. Yeah, you talked about Arizona. Was it Oakland Raiders defensive end Tommy Kelly calling out Arizona quarterback Kevin Cobb, calling him scared and skittish? Mind you, Arizona won that game 31-27. Or was it Ozzie Guillen blasting Hanley Ramirez for admiring his home runs a little too much? Uh, I agree with both of these disses, and they're both really funny. Uh, (laughs) But, again, Arizona did win that game, so that's a little overzealous. But I found it hilarious that Ozzie Guillen, the mouth of all mouths, stands up on his soapbox to blast his own team, well, former team, about admiring his home run a little too much. They're in last place, but he could hit the biggest home run and stand there and trot about it and make a big deal. I think it's funnier that Ozzy said that about Hanley. I think it's Actually, just rubbing salt in the wound. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there because I was like, Arizona won that game. You know, I was like, at that point, yeah. if they had lost that game like 40 to nothing, yes, you can come out and say that. But at that point, it's kind of minute if, uh, if you're going to say it on a loss. But Ozzy again yeah. was not the least bit phased by Hanley's antics. He spoke openly about his former player when asked about a recent episode during which Hanley angered an opposing pitcher with a celebratory gesture. And according to Ozzy, he said, quote, that's Hanley. If he if Hanley hit a home run down by 30 runs, he would pimp it. That's the way he is. Pimp and, uh, Yeah. <laughs> he did it against uh, 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 Pittsburgh Pirates' A.J. Burnett, and Ozzy said, it surprised me A.J. didn't drill him. The way A.J. Huh. is, it surprised me he didn't do it. But uh, Ozzy also said that he, that Ramirez's behavior is indicative of an overall culture within baseball, but stated that he doesn't care for it. He says, somebody hits a home run, they put on a show. Somebody strikes out, they put on a show. That's the way the game is right now. <laughs> and then he talks about his old players. <laughs> Through the eyes of Ozzy Guillen, that's the way the game is. <laughs> which, which is what I love. I was like, in between all of that, he talks about his own players. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> Whatever, yeah. It's Ozzy being Ozzy. <laughs> so now I'm going to ask you the Agony of Defeat Award, <laughs> which you feel bad for. I think you already know what I'm going to say, but you I, can ask questions. I, I know what you're going to say, and I am just going to go ahead. <laughs> Is it Danica Patrick, who led for 20 laps at an NASCAR event in Montreal on Saturday, only to see any chance at winning ruin when a fan threw a shoe on a track, possibly causing a problem with her car? She finished 27th. 
Or was it the Tampa, Ray, Tampa Bay Rays comeback win over the Angels after being down by eight runs? Tampa Bay won that game 10-8. to eight. I just think Danica Patrick should stop driving cars for a job. <laughs> because everybody on her team and anybody she is sponsored by is getting a big zero anytime she gets behind a steering wheel. Who throws a shoe? Really? Come on. I've never seen that. Did they bring an extra shoe? Is it sabotage? Do we need to look into this? Or is it just some drunk redneck throwing a shoe? I'm beginning to think that was probably sabotage and a drunk fan. I think he probably yeah. saw she was leading and was like, oh, crap, I can't have this happen. And threw I out get out of here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Now, when you I don't care. Time. I'm not sad because she doesn't win any car races, but I wanted <laughs> yeah, her to kind of cry about it on ESPN, but she didn't, so... No, but when you say stop driving, do we mean stop driving altogether or go back to Indy and not out of uh, No, I don't think she should race in a twice as fast car with open wheels. No. I mean, that Women really the... want to put their stamp on car driving, race car driving. I don't know. She's not the one. they got to find another one. She's not going to be the woman martyr for race car driving. <laughs> Uh, well, question number four. <laughs> you, you see I'm skipping your question to the end. Yeah. Uh, you have a vote. Uh, do you choose USC number one in the AP preseason poll, which they were this week, or do you choose someone who rounded out the top five? I guess I could have added one, say somebody outside of that, but do you, do you choose somebody rounded out the top five? And if you don't know the rest of that top five, Alabama was second, LSU third, Oklahoma fourth, and Oregon fifth. Uh, I don't see how you can leave USC off the top with the recent um, drug abuse <laughs> of the honey badger. <clears throat> LSU obviously drops out. I can't believe Alabama stays at number two instead of staying atop. But they've got their quarterback coming back. USC has been, like, training and getting ready to get back into bowl games. I think... I think they're deserving of the number one spot, obviously. The Associated Press thinks so. It's not the BCS that we're talking about. (laughs) You know what? I see a very odd thing happening here. And even though it gives this team motivation, why not Oregon? I I know I'm going to catch some flack, but, uh, you know, if there has been a consistent... They got one vote. I know they got one vote, but I think it should have been higher. You know, I agree with you about LSU still being in the top three. They shouldn't be, you know. And Oklahoma, every year we get on the Oklahoma bandwagon, and something just seems to happen where it kind of falls apart. I could do away with Oklahoma. (laughs) I actually would like to vote for Oregon if I had that vote. But that's just me. I do like the fact that they wear all sorts of different kinds of outfits, and they're flashy. Yeah. I like that about them. Just fashion. Glad Baylor's out of there. Can't see them for a while. <laughs> and then finally, the best finally. Sports, yeah, the best sports moment of the week was it the U.S. men's soccer team going into Mexico and beating them for the first time ever—a 75-year span. I can't believe that. Uh, on their home turf, they beat them one to nothing. Or. No, I'm not going to do the or. I think it was uh, actually. Uh, There's, yeah, it's not th- soccer. Sorry, we're not going to talk about soccer tonight, what? guys. No, no, I think that's the. I think that's the best sports moment of the week. I, I, I had one, but uh, what? It's not. <laughs> it's 
absolutely not. It's the very fact that you skipped this question to last. We or, already know that I want to talk about Chipper. Or was it Chipper Jones hitting two home runs on his bobblehead night in Atlanta? Go ahead. I do own a Chipper bobblehead, and I would like for everyone in America that is listening to know that. But I would like to have a bobblehead from that game. Again, find me at Katie Hahn on Twitter, and we'll set this up. But this guy, closing out his retirement season, 40 years old, he, he's just incredible. I mean, for a career, he's well over 300 batting average. With his, well, there was his first home run, he passed Dave Winfield for all-time home runs. <laughs> or yeah. hits. This guy. Oh, this guy. While you're trying to think of that, I would say that it was interesting that someone noted this week that they would not be shocked if Chipper had a change of heart after the end of the season. That's silly. He won't change his mind. Uh, that's what I heard. You can hear all you want. If he doesn't retire this year, I'll go and I'll find him and make him retire. <laughs> Does you want to fizzle or do you want to go out with a bang? I, I, hey, I don't know. We never know. But whoever that person is needs to text me because I'm pretty sure that's not what's going to happen. By the way, Pittsburgh beat Indianapolis 26-24. Uh, that is a final. But we've got less than 60 seconds in the clock on the wall. It's telling us it's our time to go. But any shout-outs this week? Um, I was going to shout out Shark Week because, quite frankly, it is one of my favorite times in all of the year. Um, of course, Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, all about preserving and learning about these gentle predatory beasts. <laughs> it was great. If anybody didn't catch it, watch on discovery.com. Ah, indeed. Well, with a couple seconds to go, uh, thinking of best wishes and prayers going out to friend of the show, Lacey Wild, whose daughter uh, was sick and got it off. Uh, definitely thinking best things. Lacey uh, wants to come back on the show soon, so we will have her when things kind of work out. And uh, So just thinking about them and, uh, yeah, we will see you next Sunday. Our time, as they're telling us, is up. So next Sunday we will see you. We will be talking about U.S. Open, college football, and more. Glad to have you back. Yeah, right on, buddy. <laughs> and I will see you next Sunday night, and I will see all of you throughout the week here and on Twitter. And, of course, you can catch Katie at Katie Hahn, me over at News Comet BTR. And until then, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Good night.